Hey everybody, this is Jimmy Corain, and this is another episode of Improv Nerd, sponsored by the good people at Hotel Lincoln. The next time you find yourself here in the city of Chicago, and you're looking for a cool boutique hotel that's close to everything, it's right around the corner from the Second City, across from the beautiful Lincoln Park Zoo, in minutes to Chicago's Loop, where there's lots of dining and shopping. It's not only pet-friendly, it's also improviser-friendly as well. You can't say that about many hotels. We're talking about the official hotel of Improv Nerd, Hotel Lincoln. And a quick shout-out to my award-winning improv classes here in Chicago, The Art of Slow Comedy, where I teach you before you can be funny, you need to be real. I limit it to 12 people, so you get plenty of reps. I've got a Fundamentals of Artist Low Comedy starting June 28th. It's a six-week class at Stage 773. And if you're in Chicago in July, I have two Artist Low Comedy intensives, July 6th and July 20th. For more information, please go to jimmycarain.com. That's my website, jimmycarain.com. We have a great episode for you today. And as you know, every once in a while here at Improv Nerd, we like to throw what we call a wild card, a special show, something a little off the beaten path. Someone who's got an improv background or a sketch background, and they're also doing something in comedy. And today we've got a wonderful stand-up, and her name is Candy Lawrence. And Candy Lawrence uh, is done just for laughs here in Chicago. She's open for wonderful comics like Todd Berry and her idol Maria Bamford, which she talks about in this interview. Uh, she also performed here in Chicago with Lauren Lapkus. They uh, did a, a two-person sketch uh, group. Do they call them? If it's two-person, is it still a sketch group or is it duo? Uh, I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, but she performed with Lauren Lapkus, and she talked about that. And she talked about how she made the transition. She'd always wanted to do stand-up, but she was afraid. And uh, she talked about coming from going to New York to Chicago, back to New York. I think you're really going to love this episode. Before we get to the interview with Candy Lawrence, I just want to say this. Uh, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know I've been talking recently about my Facebook posts and uh, the reaction I've gotten. And if you listened at all to the Susan Messing interview, you know that uh, people contacted her and they were concerned about me or they, they didn't understand what I was doing or they were judging it. Uh, and Susan wouldn't reveal any names. Um, the other day, uh, I talked to my brother, Bobby, and uh, he said, you know, I, I want to talk to you. I'm really concerned. And he, he had told me that a couple people have contacted him and they were concerned about my Facebook posts. And, uh, of course, he wouldn't reveal the names either. And then he said, did you put something on a Facebook post about having sex with Lauren? And I said, yes. And then he said, well, what does Lauren think about that? And I said, well, she knows what she got when she married me. Uh, I'm going to be honest here. Lauren's a little uncomfortable about talking about it. I, I'm a little uncomfortable about talking about it. But as you know, I, haven't had, I didn't have sex for 17 years until I met Lauren. So I, I feel like, you indulge me here. I, 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 give me a little slack. I get to talk about it. And I don't know what, why there's so much shame about it. I certainly feel shame about it. But I'm, I'm starting to feel less shame about it. Um, so my dad calls me today, uh, and I call him back, and he's like, uh, I want to talk to you. Uh, I want to sit down and talk to you. Uh, I'm really concerned about you, which means that I'm sure my brother has talked to him about my Facebook posts, and I'm sure my sister, who isn't on Facebook but gets her information from her friends who are on Facebook... 
So I wish I didn't care as much. I don't care as much as I'm probably letting on, but it just, it just irritates me. I'm, I'm angry and annoyed by it because my family is committed to making me the fuck up, and I, I, I struggle with, with letting go of that role. So let's hope that I'm letting go of being a fuck up. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this episode with Candy Lawrence. Here it is, the Candy Lawrence episode. Candy, Candy, yes. I want to match your energy okay. on stage. Now, okay. backstage you're very low key and whatever, but yeah. on stage you're like you're having so much joy. Yeah, is I it am. is it is it true that you're really having joy or is it a fake? No, I'm having a horrible time on stage. <laughs> Are you serious? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm having a great time. I'm having a party up there. And how do you do that? Because I have no any I have no joy in my life. If I see joy, yes, if I see joy, I will find a way to not make it joy. Yeah. Even yeah. right now, I'm not having joy. Yeah, I can, yeah. Tell. I can tell. It's awful. How can you tell? I mean, just your body. Yeah, it's very, language, yeah. And uh, just your voice, you know. It just so you how, look like you're having an awful time. It's probably me. No, no, it's, no, it's not you at all. That's how I live my, my whole life. Yeah. How do you tap into joy when you're on stage? I I'm just having a ball. I like I like being on stage. I like being the center of attention. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I just have a lot of fun. I, I always have. I started off dancing. I did theater, uh, and uh, now I do stand up. And I just love being on stage. Now tell us the first time you thought you were funny, in fourth grade. How did you know you read my mind? I read your mind. <laughs> um, I may not be having fun, but I have psychic abilities. <laughs> Um, I, uh, it was my friend Gina Petrillo. We were in a chorus concert and we were just a bunch of assholes. We thought it was really funny to just fall down for about five minutes and uh, everybody else was just singing along and we were gone for five minutes. We also used to call each other on the phone and watch Mr. Ed and um, <laughs> it was so stupid. We used to watch, and we couldn't figure out how they got him to move his mouth. We just thought that they shoved carrots up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> but she's probably the reason why I'm funny. She was just such a weirdo. And my aunts were really funny as well. And she became a witch, Gina. She's a witch now. <laughs> I learned that on Facebook. She's a witch. Okay, you haven't talked to her at all? How do you feel I about refuse. her being a I witch? Just I just scroll through Facebook and just follow her, and she's a very nasty witch. Um, <laughs> Are you afraid she's going to put a spell on you? Yes, or? I okay. really am. I, I would be. She's a mean witch. But oh, is she really? I think so. Just She's just awful, scary. All right, and then your dad. I don't like any statuses. You don't like any statuses? Not hers, no. She's scary. What do you put on your Facebook for your status? Very funny things. Like? Lots of pictures. Of More pictures than, than words. I don't know. Does anybody follow me? Uh, what do I say? Anybody? No? Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, the other thing I found interesting is your dad died a couple years ago, right? Uh, this past August. Oh, yeah. Everything's okay. fine. Okay. <laughs> And you, you, you didn't have a great relationship with them, and then you kind of re-came together. Is yeah. that right? Uh huh. And I thought it was interesting that your dad liked Tyler Perry, Waylon <laughs> Brothers. He liked black comedians. Yeah. Well, 
What you watched awful movies, and I was like, all right, fine, you're dying, let's do this. Um, he had lung cancer. Yeah, he had And he knew cancer. he was going to, he had th so much. He had six months without chemo and a year with chemo, and he died a year to the day, pretty much. That's him. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you fucking bitch. Um, and... Uh, yeah, he loved movies, but he watched, like, the most awful movies. Like, has anybody seen A Haunted House? It's a Wayne's Brother movie. <laughs> it was awful, but we, he loved getting high. He had a pot leaf right here that he always told me growing up that was a palm tree. So I'm getting sidetracked, but, yeah, we watched, like, Tyler Perry movies. We watched TN Tomorrow. That was... <laughs> Those girls from Sister, Sister, and he was really high, and he goes, man, sometimes this... This show's so great, sometimes it's so bad. I was like, this means you've watched this before. <laughs> so dumb. So how did you get through like, oh my God, he's watching I was high. Work. Okay. <laughs> what was it like getting high with your dad? Awesome. Really? In what way? Can you? I mean, I just felt like we really bonded. <laughs> it, was I, that the first time in your life you felt bonded with your dad? Kind of, yeah. I mean... My parents were divorced when I was eight, so he moved away, and I didn't really get to see him all that much. He moved to California and then Nevada. He kind of moved around a whole lot, and I didn't really see them. And then when he got sick, I was like, oh, I feel really bad. So I would visit him, like, every few weeks. He lived in North Carolina. And then he got really sick, so he was, like, smoking. He had cancer, so he smoked a lot of pot to, like, relieve his pain and eat and I was like I do this too this is awesome so you're a big pot smoker too kind of because you know when I would drink and stuff like that I don't anymore it would yeah. get in the way of my comedy yeah D does it get in the way of your comedy at all not at all I don't do it when I am performing you're there's no way I, I would be like talking about squirrels for 22 minutes <laughs> um, yeah I don't I'll just do it like maybe before bed or on a day off where when I'm deciding to watch a haunted house to think of my dad. <laughs> Did your dad say anything to you? You know, like I love you or I'm really proud of you. Yes. Can you tell us what he said? I'm really proud of you. But it was because it had nothing to do with stand up or comedy or anything like that. It was because I, I what did I I told him I was going to therapy. And he goes, I almost shit my pants. And I was like, what? And he goes, I almost shit my pants when you told me you went to therapy. I'm so proud of you. And I was like, that's so nice. Are you, are you still in therapy? Oh, yeah. I go sometimes twice a week. Oh, my God. I go twice a week, too. You do? Yeah, I love it. I love, I love oh, it. Oh, that was such a nice handhold, wasn't it? I was going for a high five. I was like, feathers. Right. I, my wife always says, what do you say, Lauren? I have the softest hands. He does. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. I'm not hitting on him. It's okay. I'm a lesbian. Talk about coming out. Did you, as a lesbian, um, did you come out on stage first, or did you come out to your parents first? I came out to my friends first. Okay. And then and then my mom. And then on stage. And then my stepmom. Okay, so let's go. Your mom is a Jeho Je your Jehovah's Witness. Yes. So how did, in a perfectionist, how did she handle you being a lesbian? She told, I wrote her a letter because I'm not very good with, over the phone. <laughs> and I was afraid about her reaction. Uh, what were you afraid? 
well, how she would react. Years before that, she told me, don't you ever do that to me. <laughs> I don't know how that came up because I wasn't, I didn't realize that I was a lesbian at the time. I had never experienced uh, that experience. Um, so I was afraid to tell her. And then I wrote her a letter and she said, I love you no matter what. But then she had a really hard time with it for a couple of years without telling me about it. So would you find out through other through people? relatives. And what would they say? That she had a really hard time with it. <laughs> and then one of my jokes is, um, she talked to my grandmother about it. And my grandmother was like, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> and then she was kind of like, well, if your grandmother, who is also a Jehovah's Witness, is like that, then I probably should get over this. Slash her best friend is gay. So she's like, I thought somebody was raising their hand. I'm sorry, I get easily distracted. Do you, I'm seeing Do this. you, uh, even on stage, you get easily distracted? Oh, yeah. That's why I think I improvise so much. Like, if somebody, I was saying to you earlier, if somebody coughs, I'm always like, do you have SARS? Anyway, back to my set. <laughs> um, so let, let's talk a little about, um, you're in Buffalo, and you, st you get how you started in improv. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was going to school for theater. I was really good. I wasn't. Were uh, you not a good actor? I, in comedies, yes. Uh, I also played Miss Havisham in Great Expectations. <laughs> I looked like an elderly child. <laughs> play, play! Um, I was awful. Um, but Did they gray your hair? Yeah. Okay, that, that's always oh, yeah. a nice look. It just looked like dry shampoo. <laughs> um, and just like wrinkle lines it just looked like Crayola whatever I looked crazy um, but my acting teacher uh, handed me the book Truth and Comedy and was like I think you should do this like Tr we Truth and Comedy is Sharna Halperin's book yeah. and Del Close about yeah. the Herald and long form and stuff mm -hmm. like that um, he handed that to me when I graduated and said that he thought I should take improv classes and I kind of listened to he was my mentor and school. So, so from there you started to go to Second City in Toronto mm -hmm. and you took improv classes in their yeah. conservatory? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then after that what do you decide to do? Uh, well I was traveling an hour and a half there and an hour and a half back which was exhausting so I decided to move here to Chicago where all the improv was. And you moved to Chicago mm -hmm. and in the back of your mind you're always saying to yourself I want to do stand-up? Yeah I'd been wanting to do stand-up for like 10 years but always too scared to try it. So in the meantime, you then meet Lauren Lapkus, right? Mm -hmm. Who, if people don't know Lauren, she's on the Orange is the New Black. She's mm -hmm. like, she's huge now. I yeah. mean, she's, she does, she's in every movie, doesn't it seem like, in every yeah. TV show. Yeah. And how do you guys meet? We were on an all-girl improv group uh, that uh, was at the playground called The Misfits. <laughs> dead, dead silence uh, you guys have heard of us um, and uh, then we really liked working together we were like in every scene together and you would purposely go out yeah, and pull I was her like, out she's on stage I'm going on stage right. forget the rest I of the girls slapped everybody else right. um, and then we formed a sketch group called the money kids and then you guys play around town in Chicago and then you go to New York for a while right mm -hmm. and what was your, what was your reasoning for going to New York we, we were like we're gonna make it and then you go there <laughs> just like that and what happens when you go to New York 
Um, I mean, we performed for a while. Uh, we did like New York Sketch Fest. We just did shows and stuff. Um, and then her boyfriend lived in LA, and she moved there. And then what do you say? At that point, you're going. Should I stay in New York or go back to Chicago? Yeah, I had sort of a breakdown. That's what happened? Unrelated. What happened? I had a crazy girlfriend. Okay. A real crazy girl. How she crazy was, was she? She spit in my beer. She threw crumbs at me. <laughs> <laughs> that just that doesn't seem that crazy. She pulled a knife on me. Okay. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Well, can you tell us what happened? I don't remember. I think I blocked you, it out. Were you drinking when that had happened? No. That was like the last move. I was like, I'm out of here. She also broke up with me because I farted on her during the notebook. I was like, I am done. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Has, that ever, has, that, has that ever come up in therapy? My yeah, girlfriend pulled a knife, knife on me, but I've totally blacked it out? Uh, I mean, probably while I was going through it, yeah. I'm blocked it out immediately. So you, so you're having this breakdown. I think I was trying to hug her, and she was like, "Get away from me!" And I was like, "Okay." Oh my god, I feel a knife in my stomach. <laughs> yeah. Is that what happened? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a knife. I can't believe I'm talking about this. I'm glad you're talking therapy? about. Yes, yes. Yeah, I do not I cover scared. insurance. I do not cover insurance, so you'll okay. have to write a check at the okay. end. Okay. Because I've gotten you know, a lot of these improvisers, comedians, stuff like that. You know, you get screwed. You got to get the money right yeah. up front. Um, <laughs> So you come back to Chicago. You still are not doing stand-up, but in the no, I was doing characters. I played a Judith Light character. Okay. From Who, Who's the Boss? And how how did that terrible. go? Terrible. It was really funny. It was how I met my last girlfriend. She was like, "Ooh, Judith Light." <laughs> I was like, "Damn, girl." And then we broke up, but that's okay. Do you have a hard time maintaining relationships? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and what do you think is what, what has come out in therapy that it's hard for you commitment issues bipolar oops <laughs> I don't know I have a lot are of you issues. bipolar yeah okay and do you take medication for it yeah Lamictal Abilify Topamax I also have asthma <laughs> do you so like do you, do you ever say like um, it's amazing that you just get up you can get up and do stand up with, with all you know, being bipolar, having asthma, all of that stuff. Do you look at that? Like, I look at my life and, like, yeah. I, the parents that I have, I'm like, I can't believe I can get up in the morning. Yeah. You have, like, real, I mean, you know? You are, like, crazy. No, I'm crazy. I'm totally crazy. I'm ten times crazier than you. Yeah. Um, but do you ever, like, are proud of what, what you've accomplished? Yeah, I'm really hard on myself, so sometimes it's hard to see that. But, yeah, I am. And you said your mom was a perfectionist. Oh, You're God. a perfectionist. Oh, God, yeah. So tell us how your perfectionist comes out in your comedy. Uh, like, I, like I was telling you earlier, we've just chatted for so long. Um, <laughs> I obsessively write out my set so that I know exactly what I'm going to say, even though I don't say any of it, and I improvise mostly everything. But I, like, obsessively write out my set. Meaning... You write everything out that you're going to say, yeah, or so you I just know do the that beats. My set's going to be perfect. And then you go there and you basically throw it out. Yes. And then, and then when you you come back, how do you feel about that? Great, as long as it goes perfectly. As long as I get all the laughs in the world. So, you you don't care if you throw it out as long no. as you get laughs. But yeah. if you throw it out and you don't get laughs, then how do you feel? Shit. Shitty. And then oh, you. Man, I'm 
pissed about. Do you beat yourself up like, oh, I should have st- st- stuck to the script? Not necessarily. I just should have gotten more laughs. <laughs> and you take that on yourself? Yeah. Oh, so give me an example. Like you didn't get enough laughs. What you could have done to get more laughs? Been funnier. <laughs> I thought I was tortured. Oh. Oh my God. Um, so then you come back and you're still thinking. You come back to Chicago. You're doing yeah. your Judith Light. Uh, you're, you met. You, you met a new girlfriend. Yeah. That doesn't go well. And now you're still thinking about doing stand up. Yeah. How do you get from there to your first stand up? Um, I met Adam Garino, who is running a stand up show at Berlin, <laughs> which is a gay nightclub in Boys Town. And he was like, hey, I was really drunk this night. And he goes, hey, do you want to do stand up? at this show and I was like yeah I'll fucking do stand up um, so two weeks later I had to do stand up and um, I refused to cancel it did it you prepare like, at all for that yeah do you remember a joke that you, you told uh, yes a lesbian bit that I still do to this day the one about being in the cupboard out. coming yeah. out of the yeah mm-hmm. I love that bit yeah um, it's one of my first and jokes it, did it go really well that night Probably not. There were like five people in the audience. I mean, it did go well, but it was probably really shitty. But Beth Selling was in the audience. Now, who's Beth Selling? She's a really great comedian that moved to L.A. a couple years ago, doing really well. She's been on Conan. Mm -hmm. And so she was there, and what did she say to you? She was just sitting in the front, smiling, and it seemed like I got a really good response. And then after that, what did you feel? I felt like I, I really found what I was meant to do. Even though you had five people, yeah, you're like, this is what I want to do. Yeah, that's and then and I was talking about dream catchers. Yes, I found. Well, the, yeah, the, that's the whole lesbians talk about dream catchers. That bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then after that, w- w- what's your next move? So you do it. You you weren't drunk during the show, were you? No, no. Okay. No. Did you get drunk after the show? Probably. Okay, great. I was like celebrating. Okay, so then, so then, what do you? How do you regroup, or how do you go? Okay, I'm gonna do it again. Um, I, I don't remember, but I think the more shows that I did, I think I did another show at Town Hall, which the Putterboss sisters, other comedians um, in the city. Uh, ran and I just kept getting seen at other shows and just kept getting booked. And you said that you don't like to do open mics, right? I don't do open mics. And so what you were telling me backstage, you have a strategy. Instead of doing open mics and trying new material, you... Um, I kind of sandwich newer material in between old bits. So if I fuck up, I just do an old bits. So maybe they'll forget when I <laughs> failed two seconds And ago. you said something which I, I wish I could live my life, and that is you don't care if you fail. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I, not for very long. What do you mean, not for very long? I mean, at first I'm, I beat myself up, but then I'm like, oh, it's okay. Have you always been like that? Yeah, kind of. Like in I school like and stuff like that? Yeah. Like if you didn't get a good grade, you'd be like, okay, I'll beat myself up for a couple minutes and then move yeah. on. Yeah. I wish I had that. Yeah. Because it takes me days to get over <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. You know? And then, so your stand-up career has been going really great, and you open for Maria Bamford. Yeah. And Maria was that an was influence of you. Board. 
It was it really? Yeah. Do you really have a vision board, or is that just a joke? I have like a, a list of goals. It's okay. Been, I once had a vision board. Because you make fun of <laughs> you make fun of vision boards in your aunt. I do, but I believe in that stuff. Like I sort of read the secret. I've sort of had a vision board. I've read the artist's way. So you open up for Maria Bamford. She is on your visions board. Yes. She's also a huge influence. Uh-huh. How was that experience? It was, honestly, it was the time of my life. It was a dream come true. And how was Maria? Was she what you imagined? Yes, completely. Was she nice to you? She was so nice to me. We went out for dinner and laughed and chatted. And what did you, did you say anything to her? Or did she say anything to you to help you keep going? She actually tried a couple jokes out on me. Really? Yeah. And she wanted your opinion? Yeah. And how, did, how were they? I was like, you're amazing. <laughs> she could have said anything. I'm like, right. you're the best. Yeah. Yes, you're off chicken wings. Yeah, yeah, I'll split an order of fries with you, sure. Yeah. Um, we had pate. <laughs> Seemed really weird. And Neither of us liked it. <laughs> um, what else was on your vision board that hasn't come true? That hasn't? That or has, and that, that, yeah, that has come true. That has come true. Um, I mean, just opening for more people. Kurt Braunohler I'm opening up for in May. It's a lot of comedy stuff, really. No, like, house on there or car or relationship? No, it's usually just comedy stuff. <laughs> Um, He's disappointed. <laughs> what hasn't? Oh, no what hasn't? Come? Quit, quit smoking. You you smoke? Yeah, even though I have asthma and my dad and even died. though your dad died, yeah. Yeah, I do it when I stress out and I drink. You drink and when I drink, I smoke. Okay, I've got a suggestion. What? Don't drink. <laughs> I'm going to an AA meeting on Wednesday. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> do you think you have a? Good for you. That's yeah. you know. Do you think you have a problem with it? I think being in the comedy world, that we get paid and drink tickets sometimes, and we're just in bars doing shows all the time. It's easy to drink. How and do you after shows? I'm like, hey, let's celebrate. I love to celebrate. I do. <laughs> How do you feel about going to that meeting? I love self-help anything, so mm -hmm. I'm kind of excited. Even if I just go to one. I'm kind of excited about it. Well, I wish you luck with that. Thanks. You know. Um, so, we're going to improvise now. Okay. Okay. Now, you told me you have not improvised since... Well, I've... You're amending this. You're twice. amending this. You said 2008, but then you wanted to amend it. Mm-hmm. I've done it twice since 2008. Okay. How do you feel about this right now? I'm scared. scared. I'm a little bit... I'm very excited slash scared. Okay. So everybody just laugh a lot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Um, so we're going to take a suggestion. We're going to take a real... Are you doing a spit take? Or are you At you, you're like, okay. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, it doesn't matter. Let's go. No, no, no. I want to know. Just your reaction to me saying I was scared and excited. You're like, okay, let's go. <laughs> well, I don't know if you... You know, I'm always scared. You know, I'm never excited. I'm, I always dread everything. You're scared? Yeah, I always get scared. This Me is, too. This People is, ask if I get scared with stand-up, and I say, oh, I'm always nervous. I always get nervous and scared for stand-up. Is how that do, what you're saying? <laughs> yes. That's what I was saying. Okay. I love it when people admit that they're nervous and scared. Uh, always. Too. 
What do you do to calm your nerves? Is, are you one of those people that get out there and after a couple of minutes you're not yeah. nervous anymore? And then I have fun. Okay. But like right before I go up, I'm like, oh shit, why am I doing this? Should I cancel? <laughs> they already saw me. <laughs> they know I'm here. Now you did something in Montreal where you had to, you, which is a huge honor for Just for Laughs, and then the camera didn't work. You had to redo it. Yeah. And you did a great set the first time. Yeah. What is that thing like, oh, God, do you feel like the first time I lucked out and I got to do it again? What is that whole process when you have to do it again after you did a great job? I, I didn't want to do it again. I was like, oh, I did so great. What if I mess up? I ended up doing okay. But I thought the first time was better. And you, and you, but I didn't want to redo it because I didn't think I could do any better than the first time. Okay. So we're gonna improvise now. Let's do that. Okay. So we're gonna get a we're gonna get a relationship. Could we get a relationship? Brother sister. Brother sister. Oh, we're brother and sister. Okay. We're both gonna take our glasses off. Yeah. Yes. And when you hear brother and sister, as a suggestion, what comes to your mind? Jehovah's Witnesses. Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> That's my sister's a Jehovah's Witness. Okay. So when you hear, oh, so you Jehovah's Witness. Now, how how are you gonna use that? Convert him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, we'll Let's find just out. Try. Okay, and we'll talk about it. Let's just improvise, okay? okay. <laughs> Sally! Hi. Don't want to hear it. <laughs> uh, so, mom said uh, that you'd be here, so I just, I just want to stop by. Brought you some groceries. Thank you. I hope you brought the rice. Yeah, I brought uh, rice, uh, brought the tomatoes. You seem a little down, a little depressed. I'm You're still in your pajamas. It's 12.30. <laughs> I couldn't, could barely get out of bed, so I hope you'd be proud of me for getting out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, my God, it smells, it smells in, here. in here. I know. <laughs> I'm getting back to bed. <laughs> Put the groceries away. Sally, Sally, Sally. Mom's worried about you. Of course she is. You don't return her phone calls. Unplug the phone. That's not a healthy thing, Sally. Let's see, where is it? Where is it? It's in the closet. It's in the closet? Right there. What, what Got it? Sally, what is going on? Rick left me. He said he was going out for milk. <laughs> it's not funny. It's only funny to me. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Sally, 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 I'm sorry. Oh my God. Was it whole milk or two percent? Whole milk, He's not coming back, Sally. Sally, he's not coming back. I'm glad you can laugh. Nice. I'm sort of happy. You knew when he said he was going out to get milk, he wasn't coming back. Did. We've known for a while. You knew? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? I didn't want to be a gossip. <laughs> oh, a gossip? I didn't want to be a gossip. No, I'm not going to say that. Everyone knows Rick's 
cheating on you. I didn't want to say that. Don't hit me. You're lucky I didn't. Because I have a broken rib still left over from Christmas. Right. And you didn't get that toy that I was going to get you. You were a, you could be, you I could, you could be. Put that finger away. I'm not going to stick it in your ear. Yeah, I will. Gossip. 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 God, whole milk. Oh, God. What's going on, Sally? I don't want to get out of bed. I know you don't. God, we had such good times growing we up. Did. We were so close. What happened to us? Well, you got married to Rick. So stupid. Who says they're going to get a whole milk and then just leave? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you can laugh about it. I know. I, I always so, had a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. Even in the word gallows humor. I got it from you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when uh, when Dad, Dad died. died. Uh, I, I, you were so funny. Yeah. When you I got up there. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> when he was in the coffin, I was like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look at me, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. Milk yeah. no, shot out of your nose. Was it whole milk? No, it was 2%. I was in a diet that time. I don't know why you I miss you, Sally. I, I miss this you. old Sally. This is the Sally I miss. Look at me getting out of bed. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe you'll get dressed and take a shower. Oh, God, Sally, you smell. I did not lose weight. How do I look? You look great, Sally. You always look great. I, I'm sorry that Rick left you. It's probably good, right? Yeah. Do I really smell that bad? Yes. You smell, bad. You smell like you have like cottage cheese under your arms. <laughs> Actually, I, mean, do I don't even want to know. Cheese? I got cottage cheese. I'm gonna. I'm going to put some of this away. Should I? Should I? Yeah, yes. Should I? Right, it's in the air. I feel good. You know? I feel good. I think this is going to be a good change for me. I think it is. You know? Is there something you're not telling me? You don't want to gossip. I'm not going to gossip. Come on. I'm not going to gossip. Don't you dare. <laughs> don't. You don't have to hear. <laughs> you know I resort. I, I don't want Mom to. isn't good. And I've been keeping that from you. What do you mean she isn't good? She has cancer. Oh, Jesus Christ. But I... I'm getting into <laughs> I'm glad you can I laugh about it, Sally. I'm glad you can laugh about it. really funny. Stage four cancer. She's got two months to live. <laughs> I laugh when I get upset. I know, we always did that as a kid. Remember that Christmas you got up, we didn't get any toys because Dad was passed out drunk? And you just laughed. I cried and you laughed. And you're like, don't stop your whining, don't stop your whining, man. Sorry. You're just going to like loogie into your comforter and just leave it there? You, are, you should be like in a nursing home. I mean, you can't even fucking take care of yourself. You're just going to let that just dry there? Yes, Rick needs to clean it up if you Well, Rick's not coming back, Sally. He may. 
God. That's the difference between me and you. You always were in some sort of fantasy land. Rick isn't coming back. He might. And mom's not going to die. I think they call this denial. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Stage four. She's Stage got three months to live. She wants you to go over there. And I know how you feel towards Why mom. Why did she come here? Because she needs <laughs> our oxygen. Oh. She, she, she doesn't have one of those oxygen she, she, wheel she doesn't want to wheel it around. She's embarrassed about it. So, Sally, please. Sally. Sally. What? Would you just go over tonight with me so we can see Mom? Ten minutes, that's it. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Get dressed, take a shower, take the cottage cheese out of your arm. <laughs> Don't be so rude. I thought that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was. All right, I'll do ten minutes. Just ten. I can't leave for long. That's I'm fine. Do you know what you're going to say to her? Hi, how are you? Why? <laughs> like that. In that voice? <laughs> yeah. That's the same voice you did when you made Dad's voice in the, in the thing. It might freak and her out. And I'm going to have to do it again with Mom. Come <laughs> All I'm going to ask you, Sally, is go over there okay. and just tell her you love her and that she was the greatest mom in the world. She feels a lot of guilt how we were raised, and we didn't. We did fine. Yeah, we did. No, Sally, we did fine. Your problems have nothing to do with what mom, okay? <sighs> Sally, don't give me that look. I want you to go over and say she was a great mother. Okay. No, Sally, I don't trust you. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> Sally, she was a great mother. She was a great mother. Uh, not like a robot. She was a great uh, mother. You, you weren't a good actor. You were not a good actor. I played Miss Havisham. <laughs> yeah, and you looked like... You look like you had stuff in your hair, okay? You didn't look like, you look like a child with a, like you had early. Halloween mask? Yes, you look like you were aging early. What's that disease where the kids become like little uh, oh, car uh, apples? That's what you <laughs> Good, I made you laugh. No, I'm serious, Sally. Sally, look at okay, me. Okay, okay, Sally. okay, I'll go. Yes, you're going to go and you're going to hug mom and talk. You were a great mom. That's all she wants. Is that good? And then she's going to say, you know, I really screwed you guys up. And what are you going to say? Yes. Sarah? No, Sarah, you're not going to say that. Okay? Okay. You're going to say, you were wonderful. You did the best you could. Okay. I got it. Now I'm going to shower. How long is this going to take? I'm going to shit, shame, and shower. <laughs> no, honestly, how long is this going to take? 20 minutes. To, really? To two hours. <laughs> That's not because how I I'm going to stay. I'm, I'm depressed. I know. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start the shower for you. I'm okay. going to stay here and I'm going to make sure you get in the shower. I'm not going to leave this room. Okay, you put away the groceries. I'll get in the shower. No, I, the last time how I did. How about a bath? No, <laughs> when you go to the bath, it, it, it could be like days, okay? Good. No. I'm gonna just put. I'm gonna start the shower. Okay, okay. you're gonna take your clothes off. And you're gonna get in that With shower. With you here? Yes. I'm you your Come on, Sally. Take your clothes off. I'm starting the shower. Here's a clump. 
Just take your clothes off. What's the big deal? I'll look the other way. <laughs> are you taking your clothes off? No. <laughs> what are you doing, Sally? I'm hiding. <laughs> Come on. I'm serious. Now. I'm serious. Just, this is weird. What's Wait, weird I'm about okay. it? I'll do it. <laughs> Okay, I'm turning around. This is the longest night. Well, you're making it ten times longer, Sally. I feel hideous. Oh my God, I, you really smell, Sally. I know. You really, really smell. I did. It feels like a garbage dump. <laughs> Walked over this way. All right. Oh, Are you in the shower? Cold. Yes. Okay. It's cold. Good. It'll sober you up. I'm not drunk. You're acting it. Oh, it feels good. Use some soap. I don't hear any soap, oh, Sally. Just rinse. No, Sally. <laughs> don't just rinse. Uh, I'm gonna come in there. I'm gonna come. Uh, what the? What the fuck, Sally? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm trying to kill myself. <laughs> All right. Oh God. Oh God. What? Oh God. What? How was that? You hadn't done that it in a was while. Really fun. Yes, it was a blast. I don't know if it was good, but it was fun. Was I, it good for you? I it was great. Um, uh, you said, "Oh God," when you got off the stage. What was that? Did I give and take? <laughs> yes, I thought you gave and take. Okay. Yes. You know what was very interesting? I thought was you did. You were improvising like a line at a time. What do you mean by that? You weren't. You were. You would do one or two lines. You would. You had a lot of patience. You would, one or two lines. Wait for me to say something. Then you throw something out. There was no like rushing. I thought. Oh, good. I thought you were really patient and really in in the moment and really funny. Okay. And you were calling me on my behavior. And I was that that thing where you were like you made fun of me with the oh, whatever. My <laughs> wife loved that because that's what happens in our relationship. But that was really that was really great. I thought, oh, good. You know. Good. Um, anything you do differently or anything you're like oh I wish I would have done that. That was a missed opportunity or. I don't. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't think so. Not that I thought I was perfect or anything. I just felt really in the moment. I had a lot of fun with you. You were really easy to work with. Well, thank you. I had a blast yeah. working with you. Yeah. How does this differ than, because you said improv scares you. Yeah. Because? I just don't know where I'm going. With stand-up, I can always fall back on my material. And I know that I have like this safety net. Mm -hmm. With improv, it's kind of like, well, may we have a suggestion of anything at all? Boner, okay. Yeah. And then you just go. Yeah, I hate getting There's boner no. for a suggestion. I know. It's, it's, it's always what, um, what So you, you felt, when did, when did you feel comfortable doing this? Today? Yes. Yes. From the top or gradually into it like you do with your when you get into stand-up and you're afraid? With you from the top. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to take some questions for you. Okay. okay. About either what we did or for candy. All right. So, if we, John, if you could turn the lights on. Lights up. Don't all jump at Great. One. All right. Right here. Hi. Um, you talked earlier about uh, if new material goes well, you know, you feel great. If it 
doesn't go well, you think you should have been funnier. Yeah. What does that mean? Does that mean changing the joke or, or changing the way you deliver oh, no, it? Oh, no, I don't. If I think something's funny, I don't change it. No, if, you, if, if it didn't go well, you feel like it didn't go well, do you change the joke or do you change the way you deliver it? Or? Uh, um, it depends. I usually don't change it. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the audience and how they uh, s I'm just hard on myself, that's all it really is. But I think the audience, uh, it, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, sorry. Uh, I don't change the joke, it's just how the audience takes me and, um, I'm sorry I'm stumped with this. Uh, but I don't change the joke at all. So no, I keep the, the joke the same. I never change the joke, mm -hmm. unless I'm improvising. But I'm just really hard on myself. That's all it really is. Well, is there something where it's like, okay, this audience, you know, you get off stage, this audience didn't get me. They don't understand yeah. the lesbian really stuff. Weird. They don't, okay. So I always don't go over really well. It's kind of like Maria Bamford. She doesn't always go over that well in certain places. Do you ever assess your audience, go, oh, they're pretty conservative, so I'm going to adjust? Oh, no, I never do that. I can't, I can't change who I am. I just do my material the way that it is. Okay, great. Another yeah. question. Right over here. That uh, scene reminded me of Glass Menagerie for some reason. Thank you. Thank you, Austin. That's what we were going for. But, uh, what, uh, how do you feel you developed your comedic voice, do you think it's a manifestation more so of just who you are as a person, or do you kind of heighten that with kind of things that are going on in your life? Yeah, I think it's an exaggerated me, although I'm really kind of shy and reserved off stage, but I'm also really goofy and crazy. It's just a lot of me on stage. So give me an example of a bit that you do that's really an exaggerated version of you. Um... I'm just really physical, I think, like um, like the lesbian material is a lot of me. Um, <laughs> I just make fun of a lot of lesbians. But the thing is, you can't go out and say, oh, I'm a lesbian, because that's not funny. Yeah. So how do you take something from your life, like I'm a lesbian, and make it funny? Um, I don't know. Or like the show pony, I make fun of my bangs. My bangs are really short. Sometimes I get drunk and I cut my bangs and they, mm. I like to make fun of the fact that they're so short because they, they are, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Um, great, let's take another question. <laughs> sorry guys, sorry. I'm not answering your questions very well. Uh, what do you dislike about the open mic um, I, I think it's not for everyone. I mean, I feel like they're usually like four minutes long. You have to wait like several hours just to sign up and go there. And by the time I say my name, I feel like it's over. And I improvise a whole lot and I don't use that again. So, so what do you do when you're starting out? But like you want to? Well, I, <clears throat> I would suggest doing open mics, yeah. but I kind of was lucky because Lauren and I did a lot of stand-up shows as the Variety Act, so I was already known in the stand-up community. Sure. So, yeah. And once you get seen on one show, and somebody likes you, they'll put you on another show, and then another show, and another show, and another show. But Great. yeah, open mics are. Great. Question over here? I have a question. What is your process like for coming up with new material? 
I improvise a whole lot. I'm not the type of person that sits down and writes. Um, I just don't work that way. So if I'm like riding my bike or something, I think of an idea, I'll go on stage and take that idea and expand on it through improvising. Well, so how does that work? Because you said that you, I, you write everything out. So you, you Just kind of like a beat, like a line or an idea. So you'll say... Uh, just like a set list. Got it. All right. Yeah. Right here. How have those major life events you've gone through, the, the, the crazy ex-girlfriend, the, your dad, just any big moves, things like that, how has that affected your stand-up and what you've done on stage? Um, I don't really talk. I, I talk about my mental illness a little bit. I have had a couple jokes about my crazy ex-girlfriend, but I haven't really talked about my dad too much. Maybe I had one joke about that. Um, but yeah, I, I I talk about it a little bit, but not when it's so fresh. I wait until it doesn't hurt so much. But I definitely talk about life experiences, but I exaggerate just a little bit to make it funny. How has therapy helped you in your writing process? Because I find it really helpful. Uh, therapy? Uh, oh God, it helps so much just in life in general to heal. <laughs> So that I'm able to make fun of stuff. So tell me like an issue you've come in with and you're like, I can't make fun of it. And then a year later, you're like, ah, this is great to make fun of. Um, the crazy ex-girlfriend, even though I blocked out a lot of stuff. I was able to make fun of a, a lot of those experiences. Like uh, <laughs> the fact that she, I farted on her and she broke up with me. Was, <laughs> Just a lot of the stuff was so ridiculous. But at the time, you're like, I can't share that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a total secret. And you, I bet you, you felt like you did something wrong, right? Oh, yeah. You know, which yeah. is crazy, you know, breaking up with someone because they <laughs> farted on you. I mean, did you sit on her lap and fart on her? I laid on her and she squeezed me and it just happened. And Ryan Gosling happened to be on. Right. <laughs> It's too romantic to fart. I'm sorry. <laughs> Was she a perfectionist, you think? Yeah. Okay. Uh, another question? Come on, I'm answering so well. <laughs> yes. Who do you... Is it me? Yeah. Who do you aspire to be like when you say to yourself, if I could be half as good as... Uh, that'd be great. Um, I love Maria Bamford. Um, I also... Let's see, who else do I like? Carol Burnett. Why? Why her? Oh, she's just so wonderful. Let's hear Tarzan. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> God, I could never. That was good. Yeah. Her characters are so great. She's just so confident and funny. But I think Maria Bamford is my ultimate hero. Where do you get your confidence? Because you've shared with us really nicely today about like your insecurities, your dad your bad relationships and stuff like that. How are you able to, you're bipolar, how have you been able to show up and be really confident in your life? Where do you get that from? I think it's that moment, those like, that minute into my set when I hear laughter, I'm very confident. I know that I'm, I belong there. I know that I should be on stage. It's that while I'm on stage, I'm the most confident I've ever been. 
And it's that off stage where I'm like, huh, did I do okay? <laughs> yeah, because I was thrown when I, when you came in and I met you because I was watching all your YouTube stuff. You're this really high end, just like we did in the improv scene. Yeah. And I'm sure what I'm getting right now is who you are in real life, right? Yeah. You know, and then on stage you're like an amped up version yeah. of of you. Yeah. Um, which is which totally threw me off. You yeah. know, so it's, it's taken me about an hour to adjust. I think I've done. <laughs> I think I've done a pretty good job. How long did it take you to find your voice as a stand-up? As a stand-up? I think I found it right away. I mean, and what I was, was that voice? What's my voice? Yes, okay. that you found right away. Quirky, eccentric, party pony. <laughs> because I watched some of your older stuff, yeah. and you're a little, probably 2010, uh, at the uh, Lincoln Lodge, you're very subdued. Yeah. And then as you, your yeah, most recent stuff, you're like, you're amped up, you're having a good time, you're the life of the party, you're, you're ripping off the audience. Yeah, I guess I have changed a lot. I improvise a whole lot more, especially in the past year. I'm a lot more confident. I was definitely, I don't want to say weird, because I've always been really weird. Yeah, I have changed a lot. Ah, oh, the good old days. You, was there ever a time when you were doing stand-up and you said, ah, I'm going to quit? Uh, when I do, when I have a horrible set, sometimes I think it, but I never will quit. I'll always be doing stand-up. What, what is your ultimate goal? My ultimate goal? Um, I will never stop doing stand-up. I love being live, but I would like to be on a television show as a quirky next-door neighbor, you know, like Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> Has Lauren Lapkus you, you you still keep in touch and stuff? Is I'm she going giving to her wedding? Yeah. That it's it, exciting. Are you in the wedding? No. Are you? you damn it. Do you have feelings about not being in the wedding? No. Okay. Uh, you you're just glad that you're going. Yeah. Okay. Um, is she giving you any advice? Because she she's like a. I mean, she's gone really far fast. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Is she giving you any advice? I haven't asked. No, and I don't think she would offer without me asking. The, the, why? Just because that's your relationship? She's not someone to tell you, you know what you need to do, you need to get out to L.A. Yeah, right no, now? Yeah, no, she's not that type of person. What advice would you give someone starting out in improv or comedy today before we wrap this up? Go to an open mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, yeah, just be fearless. Take risks. Don't f don't be afraid of failing. And, and for do a lot of shows. Do a lot of shows. And, yeah. And uh, what does fearless mean to you, for those those people starting out? Uh, you know, uh, just find your own voice and just, like I said, take risks. Lauren Lapkus. Uh, Lauren Lapkus. <laughs> Wow, that was weird, wasn't and it? And I've been Lauren Lapkus. <laughs> that, have people made that before? I, I wonder no. what it's about. You know what? I think that's a good just thing. You. No, I think that's a good thing. You know why? You're if this that. You're no, no, no. That. No, I'm not. I'm not. I think that I'm projecting success onto you. There and, we go. What do you we think? We can do a tarot card reading. Yes, we can. All right. Candy Lawrence, or Comedy Lawrence, as yeah. some call you. Where did that come from? I was just being kooky. Okay. Is Candy your real name? Candace. Candace. Yeah. Were you Candace when you were younger? 
Yeah, my kindergarten teacher started calling me Candy. And when did you... Oh, your kindergarten. And then it stopped from there. Yeah, I sound like a stripper. <laughs> Candy Lawrence. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thank being a guest on Improv Nerd. There you have it. Another episode of Improv Nerd is in the can. Uh, the Candy Lawrence episode. Episode 89. We did it, people. We are so close to 100. I, I, hope, I hope we make it. I just... I hope we do. Um, that'd be a good post, wouldn't it? I hope I make it. I wonder what my family would think about that. Hmm. Uh, anyways, I want to thank the good people here at Stage 773. Did I thank Candy Lawrence? I'd like to thank Candy Lawrence. And then I'd like to thank the good people at Stage 773. And as always, my producer, Ben Caprero. You wouldn't hear my voice if it wasn't for Ben Caprero. He's the one who makes it sound so slick and so professional. As you can figure this out because you're smart people, we are on feralaudio.com. We are not alone. We are there. It is a podcast collective with people like Chelsea Peretti, Steve Agee, Todd Berry, Matt Dwyer. The list go on and on. Dan Harmon. I, can I squeeze any more names in? I don't think I can. Go to feralaudio.com. For more information about me, Jimmy Corain, and my award-winning classes and electives coming up uh, July 6th and July 20th and June 28th, my fundamentals class and my Improv Nerd blog, check it out. Every week you will get an Improv Nerd blog, which gives you tips to becoming a better improviser. Sign up on our mailing list. All you have to do is go to jimmycorain.com for that information. Also, we have an Improv Nerd Facebook page, so go and like that. We're also on Twitter. We're improv underscore nerd, so check us that out. Where we have a YouTube page. I don't have that information in front of me, so apologize. I, I, I don't feel as professional as I should be because I came from a public radio background, but we never did this kind of stuff on public radio. I uh, also want to thank my sponsor, the Hotel Lincoln, and I want to thank you for listening, and until next time, remember walk, don't run. Hello, I'm Kyle Ayers. I'm the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we give them a read in studio. This is a clip I want to play for you guys from an episode where Langston Kerman rewrites Scarface. He's never seen it, but he wrote a script based on what he thinks he knows about it. And here's a clip. Give it a listen. All right. Scarface, the new frontier. Interior, happening discotheque. Remember when we call clubs discotheques? <laughs> LOL. No. The 70s were crazy. Night. The crowd bustles with young, hot Mexicans who are supposed to be Cuban and all are dressed in butterfly-collared shirts and pants that look like Jinko jeans and pleated khakis had a really weird baby. <laughs> There's sex in the air and Poppy wants a whiff. <laughs> oh, my God. Scarface, 22 to 45. <laughs> like he's a television audience demographic? <laughs> Devilishly handsome, not even a little bit Italian looking, so get that out of your dumb brain. <laughs> Walks through the crowd with the confidence of a man who's going on MTV Cribs with the Yin Yang Twins. <laughs> Does he actually have a scar on his face? Fuck no. Why would, he even, why would you even ask that? That's not important. What's important is that he is not at all a problematic stereotype. <laughs> 
and that he has come for his cocaine. <laughs> As he approaches the red rope of the VIP, pronounced V-A-P-E in Spanish, <laughs> oh my God. he spots his dear friend, who is almost certainly going to become his enemy by the end of the film, Smooth Skin. Scarface yells out his signature line. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. It's me, Scarface. <laughs> oh, my God. 